Morgan. And I'm Daniel. And, and we used to date. Hi, welcome back. Hi. It's the day of love. Valentine's Day. You either love it or you hate it, right? I love it. You love it. I'm ambivalent. You, what about you? I'm ambivalent. I, don't, I'm I like, love it in all shapes and forms. What do you love about it? Um, well, first of all, my favorite color is pink. So there's lots of pink things. Typical um, Morgan. I know, right? And I just love hearts. And I love sparkles. And I love just like the fact that it doesn't even have to be with a partner. Like I love having a Galentine's Day. I love dressing up for myself. Like it just gives me like an occasion to just like feel pretty and girly and just like love. You know? Love is in the air, yeah. I'll, I'll go on like I'll be a like a third wheel on a Valentine's Day date. I've done that and I loved it. I've had Galentine's and I loved it. I've been in relationships. Honestly, the best Valentine's I've had is when I'm not in relationships. Right? Yeah, that feels I feel that. But um it's also fun in relationships. Yeah. It's just I love flowers. I love the excuse to eat candy. <laughs> you don't need an excuse to eat candy. No, but like it's so like it was on sale. Afterward. Like, but yeah, exactly. But you gotta have the. So holiday. you love the day after. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, can't have the chicken without the egg. Yeah, so like, you need this to be able to stock up, and you <laughs> need it to be able to like. I want to get flowers. I've gotten a boy <laughs> flowers on Valentine's Day. The day after Valentine's Day is basically Black Friday for Morgan. <laughs> I come home with like 10 yeah. packs of Ferrero Rochers She's camped out in front of CVS all night Honestly I have gone to CVS after And I've literally walked out with like 3 bags of Ferrero Rochers I, I love bet them. you have So my Valentine's Day plans this year I bought Joey and myself A trip to Disney World That's um That's the ultimate Valentine's Day gift so we are going to be celebrating Valentine's Day in the Animal Kingdom. You guys are probably listening to this on Valentine's Day while I'm currently, like, looking at a giraffe. <laughs> you better be looking at a giraffe the moment this is posted. I'll, like, I'll, you'll, I'll have to text you be like, okay, I'm looking at a giraffe, post it. Okay. I, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. And you had better post on our Instagram a giraffe at that exact moment i'll do my best i'm gonna try actually my very best to like not be involved in technology in my phone as much while i'm there and kind of just enjoying my two thousand dollar vacation wow um, you want to be off the grid being... i mean i'm gonna be taking hella pictures but i don't want to be like obsessed with my but podcast the... downloads no the grid <laughs> needs you but the grid I needs need you morgan you need the grid. <laughs> so there are several theories about where Valentine's Day comes from, and all of them kind of lead back to ancient Rome. Um, by all accounts, there was an actual St. Valentine in fact, the Catholics recognize at least three St. Valentines. 
so the, and, and the interesting part is that all of these, all of the St. Valentines were martyred in some way, which if you don't know what that means, that basically means they were killed for because of what they believed. So one of the theories goes that that one of these St. Valentines um, actually helped Christians escape, uh, escape prisons, persecuted Christians escape these prisons in Rome. Uh, because they were, you know, they were they were practicing a um, basically like a basically like a rebel a rebel religion, right? If they weren't was if they the were, religion that they wanted Catholic. No, no, no. The religion at that time was like pagan Roman was like Roman pagan oh. gods and stuff. And so these Christians, they believe, you know, they they believed in only one God, and so they were kind of seen as as rebels, and they were they were persecuted. That's why, you know, you hear stories of these early Christians being martyred because the Romans were, you know, putting them, putting them down. So anyway, St. Valentine, um, yeah, one of the theories is that St. Valentine was, uh, helped persecuted Christians. And so he himself was later jailed because obviously he was breaking the law and he fell in love with um, with a young girl, possibly the jailer's daughter. Like, think about the warden's daughter, you know? And you're, Ooh. yeah, scandalous. Yeah, you're a prisoner and you fall in love with the warden's daughter. That's like Romeo and Juliet. I feel like that's some type of, like, novel my mom would read. <laughs> right? Yeah, some cheesy <laughs> romance novel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is supposedly the origin of the first Valentine because he wrote her a note from prison and he signed it from your Valentine. So that's, that's supposedly that one of the origins of the first Valentine ever, ever written. Pause. Sorry. What was his name? Valentine. St. Valentine. Oh, now my yeah. favorite my favorite theory for for the origin of Valentine's Day is, and this and this actually makes makes a lot of sense because this is historical. Uh, there's like historical fact that back this up, but um, around um, uh, during during the reign of Emperor Claudius II, uh, he was a he was a Roman emperor. Um, he outlawed marriage for young men because he wanted he wanted young men. Uh, to be able to serve in the army who didn't, you know, who didn't have any, any affiliations, no, no family, no lovers, whatever. So he wanted to conscript all these single young men. No what? emotional attachments. No emotional attachments. Yeah, 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 yeah. No emotional attachments. No one who's gonna, no one who's gonna miss you. If, you know, you're, you're, if you're fighting, you know, but if you're... F- what do you got to fight for if it's not love? You know what? I think you're right. I, th- I think that may have backfired. And honestly, and... <laughs> And, and St. Valentine, according to this theory, St. Valentine understood that you can't keep people from falling in love. So what, what he was famous for was helping young, young people get married who, who, you know, when it was against the law. He would, he would like, uh-huh. arrange secret marriages for them. Um, and, then when the, and then he was discovered, when he got found out, he was put to death for that. That's harsh. And um, the third Saint, the third Saint Valentine, was also beheaded by Emperor Claudius II. So Claudius, this Claudius II guy, had uh, had a lot of beef with people named Valentine. Valentines. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, oh, not another one. So there's also theories as to why it was it was placed on that on the day that it was placed, February fourteenth. Um, my favorite theory, and and there's actually some historical precedents around this, 
is that uh, the early the early leaders of the Catholic Church um, wanted to kind of replace an old pagan celebration called Lupercalia. So I there's swear to God, that's how every holiday starts. I know. Well, the, and that's how Christmas is. That's how Christmas and Chris, Halloween. Yeah, Christmas is on is on that day because it was it was originally a Roman celebration um, called Saturnalia. Mm-hmm. And and the yeah, and the Catholics, the early Catholics, decided to reappropriate that day. And the same goes for Valentine's Day. So He's taking all the, our pagan holidays. They from wanted us. to Christianize it, which I, you know, I it's, I think that's kind of whack, you know, when another when another religion appropriates a whole a whole day be, just because they don't want the old one to be celebrated anymore. I think Is that's that, really mean. I think that's a little mean. How would you like it if I took your holidays? This Lupercalia sounds like a lot of fun. Tell me about it. There was a big feast. They ran naked or nearly naked around Palatine, whipping any women within striking distance with thongs, but not in a bad way, in like a fun way. I was like, I, I just heard whipping, and I was like getting really upset, and then I heard thongs, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it was like a fertility, it's like a fertility celebration. Okay. I was getting upset, but then, it was like a roller coaster, that's just one sentence. I know, I know. And the, so, so during the celebration, which is interesting, there would actually be, there's actually an, a love element to it. So during Lupercalia, men randomly chose a woman's name from a jar to be coupled with them for the duration of the festival. And often these couples would be, would stay together until the following year's festival and many fell in love and got married. So there's actually Aww. some, some love precedent to this, to this holiday. I feel like that's like extreme like um arranged marriage but like sounds kind of fun well it's not no it's you don't have to get married like it's just like but like you have to stay with them for a year right no you don't have to no you don't you don't have to stay with them like you like you couple up for the duration of the festival and a lot of times you just stay coupled up after Oh, I love that, though. Yeah, isn't How that fun? How much easier would love be if I just got told, like, hey, hang out with this person. If you like them, cool. If you don't, it's fine. But you probably will. Honestly, that sounds like the first, the first like, speed dating. The first instance oh of, like, speed dating. And, like, yeah. almost like that's like a dating app, almost. Like, you can't control who you swipe on, but... But, like, you get a name poll, and you're like, here, date this person. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like... The first speed dating, that's fun. Okay, um, so so that's you know those are some of the origins of that uh, of this of this holiday that we now celebrate as St. Valentine's Day. Um, and Morgan, you have some information about when it kind of became popular as a love holiday, right? I do. Love, I do. Love this holiday. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. Um, prior to the 14th century, there was no links between saints named Valentine's and romantic love. Uh, the first day it was associated with romantic love was the circle of Geoffrey Chaucer? Chaucer in the High Middle Ages. Um, 
that's when the tradition of courtly love kind of flourished. Ooh. And the, yeah. Um, so in the 18th when, century. When all the knights were like all chivalrous and everything. Yeah, like princesses and yeah. towers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of when like romance, the height of romance, I would say, uh, like the beginning of it. Um, in the 18th century England, it evolved into an occasion in which lovers expressed their love for each other by presenting flowers, offering sweets, and sending greeting cards known as Valentine. Uh, in Europe, St. Valentine's keys were given to lovers as a romantic symbol and an invitation to unlock the a giver's heart, as well as to children in order uh, to ward off St. Valentine's malady. A St. Valentine's malady? What's that? Like a sickness? Um, or is it like a depression or something? Oh, it's um, like epilepsy. Oh my god, okay. Because that makes so much sense. Because one of the St. Valentines was the is the patron saint of uh, the patron saint of like love, epilepsy, and beekeeping. <laughs> of all things. What a random like grab yeah. bag combo. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, in Europe, St. Valentine's keys are given to lovers as a romantic symbol and an invitation to unlock the giver's heart, as well as to children in order to ward off St. Valentine's malady, which is epilepsy, because he is also... The patron saint of epilepsy. Of epilepsy, so we... Which is so interesting. St. Valentine's we malady. We prefer not to have that in children. St. Valentine's malady. Who knew? Mm -hmm. I thought, what, how interesting. Yeah, so from then, Valentine's Day symbols are used in today to include like heart-shaped outlines, doves, figures of Cupid, winged Cupid. Um, the keys aren't so much involved anymore, uh, which I think was so cute. I know, that's so... I love the key. I think that's even better than a heart. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I'd rather have a key than like a Cupid. I do kind of have some information on the history of Valentine's Day cards, which I think is actually really interesting. So basically the earliest surviving Valentine's uh, is a 15th century Rondeau? Rondeau? Rondo. Rondo? Yeah. Written by Charles, Duke of Orleans, to his wife. At the time, the Duke was being held in the Tower of London following his capture at the Battle of Agincourt in 1415. The earliest surviving Valentine in English appears to be those in the Paston Letters, written in 1477 by Marjorie Bruce to her future husband, John Paston, saying, My right, well-beloved Valentine. <gasps> oh, that's so, that's so poetic. So those are the first two, like, recorded Valentines that we have, like, proof of that are still surviving. Um, so in 1797, um, a British publisher issued, um, something called a young man's Valentine writer, which contained sources of suggested sentimental verses for the young lover, unable to compose his own. Really? Um, yeah. So basically this is the beginning of the mass produced cards. Um, printers yes. had already, yeah. <laughs> printers had already begun producing a limited number of cards with these verses and sketches. They called them mechanical valentines. 
mechanical valentines. This is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that in turn made it possible for the first time to exchange Valentine cards anonymously. Because like that's when, you know, you have your postal, um, the postal rates went down and stuff like that. So people could afford to send out their Valentine's Day. And since they're being mass produced, they can send them anonymously without having any handwriting yeah. on them. Yeah. So, so improvements in printing technology and postal service. Efficiency started the mass again. production of, of Valentine's Day. Yeah. Service. You know, you think about dating apps being the first modern, like, uh, like dating revolution, you know, but, but then it's you paper. Got, yeah, it's, it's paper. It's, it's a Valentine. It's, yeah, it's, it's printing. That's so I mean, that's when you get people, you know, printing in newspapers saying they're looking for love and stuff. Yeah. Um, before then, you just have to like walk out of the street and be like, "You look okay." <laughs> you grew up. I, I grew up with you in my village. I guess yeah, we get married. Um, we need farm hands. Fa- Father, can you please pick me out a worthy man? So around around that same time that you were talking about, people like I read that people were starting to make these really fancy ones, and these some of these Victorian rich people would spend at the time. $50 on one of these Valentines, which if you account for inflation is like $1,800 today. Are you serious? I was just about to ask, what is that in today's money? Yeah, that's like $1,800 today. Can you imagine spending $1,800 on a Valentine? I mean, I did just spend $2,000 on for Valentine's Day for Joey, so. <laughs> yeah, but. But that's a trip. <laughs> you didn't spend $2,000 on the envelope to give him the tickets. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> That's all insane. I know. How crazy is that? Okay. Um, so in 1847, Esther Howland of uh, Massachusetts started producing the first factory-made Valentines in the United States. Uh, her father operated a large book and stationery store, but Howland took her inspiration from an English Valentine she had received from a business associates of her father. So basically, women are cool and entrepreneur. Hell yeah. Uh, I just thought that it was really cool and really interesting that the first start of mass producing Valentine's Day cards in the United States was started by a woman. Yeah. She knows her kind. She's like, Oh, these chicks are going to eat this shit up. Oh my god, right? profit off of this, yeah. <laughs> I love that. So one of my favorite... One of the favorite things that I read about Valentine's history is something called, is something called Vinegar Valentines. And basically what Vinegar Valentines are, they, they became popular in the, in the Victorian era. But basically what Vinegar Valentines are, they're, bas- they're like... They're like Valentine's roasts. So you send them to people who you want to insult. They're like they're like Valentine's insults. Like opposite Valentine's. Yes, yeah. And so you send them to people who you want to reject. You send them to friends you want to roast. And there and there's prints of these that we'll put we'll have to put some some of these on our Instagram because they're really cool and they're really I'm funny. And so some of the some of the inscriptions you can buy. I'm going to read you a couple here. Okay. Okay. To my Valentine, tis a lemon that I hand you and bid you now skidoo, because I love another. There is no chance for you. 
my gosh. When when were these like being produced? I have to see. I'm looking. This is. You're talking like the 1830s and 1840s. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, savage. So here's one from here's one from about the 1840s, and it's basically making fun of of women's rights. It says. While you ladies seem bent on getting ahead, as your women's rights fight fightings declare, we men are believing you'll find out instead that your fussing will all end in hair. Such a coiffer you offer no lovers will win, your head so well furnished. Which, I don't know what that last part means, but... Okay, I want to read one. I want to read one. So this is a Vinegar Valentine from 1875. Here's a pretty cool reception. At least you'll say there's no deception. It says, as plain as it can say, old fellow, you'd best stop away. Burn! Mmm, Burn! Best stop away. Man, I love that phrase. Best stop away. That should be in a rap. Oh my gosh, this one's savage. Can I read this one? No, yeah, yeah. Go go ahead. Read it. <clears throat> Tis said you share your love with many, but I believe you have not any. Ooh. At least enough to give away. You keep it for yourself, they say. Ow! Ah! Ooh. That one hurts. And the card this it's just it's, a it's just this poor man with a sign that says pity a poor wounded heart and his heart is just pummeled with arrows. I'm not gonna lie, that gives me like the first sign. Like that was probably like the first nice guys finish last. Card. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's kind of <laughs> sad. It's kind of sad. It's kind of pathetic. So, not gonna lie. It was it's very pathetic. But yeah, the first nice guys finish last card. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Man, when you learn about history, you realize everyone's the same. <laughs> All the way. Everyone's back. bitter. <laughs> everyone's bitter. Everyone's petty. Yeah. Oh, I love these. Oh, I got this is a good one. Can I read this one? Oh, oh my god. First of all, the the woman depicted on this card is haggard. And she's clearly she's reading she, she's clearly educated. But she's, she's holding like 12 books in yeah, one arm. Yeah, exactly. And she's reading one, but she looks like just the most haggard thing. Like she looks so over it. It's a really sexist card, but it's it's just funny in context of the histor you know, the history. But it says <laughs> Pray do you ever mend your clothes or comb your hair? Well I suppose you've got no time for people say you're reading novels all the day. <laughs> so it's basically you can be smart but you can't be pretty. Or you can yeah. be pretty but you can't be smart. Yeah, yeah. Can't have both. Okay, I've got a I've got a fact about Cupid that I actually didn't know. Yeah, I don't know where Cupid came from. Cupid, Cupid is is a is like a, a Roman god. He's like in the Roman Roman pantheon of of gods. And he's like there's a couple theories of who Cupid is supposed to be the son of. It's either like Zeus and I can't remember who I can't remember who the mom was. But he's basically, we can look he's, it up, but we're not gonna. Yeah, he's basically a Roman. Uh, he's basically a you know a god, a mythological god. Mm-hmm. Did you, so we all know that Cupid, you know, Cupid shoots the arrows into the hearts and it makes people fall in love, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know that Cupid also has an arrow 
that he can shoot made out of lead that makes people averse to somebody. So he goes both wow, ways. Wow, I must have so many of those in my body. <laughs> you don't like a lot of people. <laughs> well, there's a lot of men where I just get the ick, you know? I'm yeah, just like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he has way more lead arrows than love arrows. me to tell you about how other gifts started to become popular on Valentine's Day? I would love for you to tell me how other gifts started to become popular on St. Valentine's Day. So now we're getting into just people just trying to make money. <laughs> yeah. Enter, so, enter corporations. Or enter capitalism. Hallmark. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so in the second half of the 20th century, the practice of exchanging cards was extended to all manners of gifts, such as gifts typically including roses, chocolates in heart-shaped boxes. Mm. Um, in the 1980s, that's when the diamond industry began promoting Valentine's Day as occasion for giving jewelry. So we oh. actually didn't start giving jewelry until the 1980s. And they were like, hey, Seriously? you deserve some sparkle. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm that's sure so it was like a you know a thing here and there but it started to become really popular in the diamond industry in the 80s oh. um and also so it's kind of like modern like today today um it's estimated that half of all valentines go to people who are actually not romantic interests so such as families friends classmates um and stuff like that so once it was more popularized to bring valentine's day to schools teachers are now the top receiver of valentine's day cards and gifts <gasps> really? Which I think they deserve it. Yeah, that sounds that's that's honorable. I like that. I like that. So they get but, the most Valentine's Day a year out of pretty much anybody is teachers. How often do you think there's like a there's like a little twenty slipped in there? Probably not often enough, huh? I probably never. I'm assuming it's more like lollipops and like a Jolly Rancher. I'm gonna slide a joint into one for my kids. I think you might risk getting your kid kicked out. No way. So, keeping up with, like, the um, modern corporate, you know, Valentine's Day, the number one companies who profit from flower sales are going to be 1-800-Flowers. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, and something called the Bokes Company, like, short for bouquet. The Um, Bokes Company? I've actually never heard of it. What is this, some, like, flower conglomerate or something? Yeah, yeah, it's a flower company. Conglomerate. So, they sell the most flowers. Um, the Hershey's Company and the Ferrera Candy Co. profit from the most candy sales, which I probably contribute to a lot of the Ferrera candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we just discussed, I'm Three a little hoe for yeah, I'm a little hoe for Ferrera Hershey's. Ferrera ho. Ferrero. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a Ferrero. ho. Um, and as no surprise to anyone. Can you guess who leads in greeting card sales? I don't even mm-hmm. want to talk about them. I don't even want to give them the satisfaction. I will. It's Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> the lead sales in stuffed animals is a company called the Vermont Teddy Bear. 
the top seller in jewelry is Tiffany & Co. To spice it up, the top seller in lingerie yeah. on Valentine's Day is Victoria's Secret. Yeah, don't tell the secret. So those are the top companies for the different things you get for Valentine's Day. So just feed the corporate cogs. That's what they want. Yeah, so if you want some solid, you know, average Valentine's Day stuff, go to them. Or you can go look up some small businesses. Um, I have some stuff about how different countries celebrate Valentine's Day. Ooh, tell me. What? Yeah, tell me. Tell me. Go. So, in the Chinese culture, Valentine's Day is called Lover's Festival, celebrated on the seventh day of the seventh month of the lunar calendar. It commemorates a day in which a legendary cowherder and a weaving maid are allowed to be to, that were like were allowed to be together. Um, so Valentine's Day on February 14th is not celebrated because it is often too close to the Chinese New Year. Interesting. Yeah. So they uh, so for convenience they moved it. Uh, I think it just means something different. Like it has, well, maybe. Honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> but it there's like a different day in which love is celebrated because of yeah. these like le- this legendary power couple were allowed to be together i love it a cow herder yeah. and a weaver a cow herder and a weaving maid there's, which i believe I is a power what, couple i mean absolutely i think i think they were they sound like they're very brave um so yeah that was i, I want to know more about this cow herder and this weaver maybe i'll do some independent research mm-hmm. and then so in this one i actually thought was really interesting um so in south korea women are given women give chocolate to men on february 14th and then men give non-chocolate candy to women on march 14th which is also known as white day which is becoming more popular in the younger crowd in south korea and then on april 14th there's something called black day uh, which is those who did not receive anything on the 14th of February or March go to a Chinese-Korean restaurant to eat black noodles and just kind of alone feel their single <laughs> life, you know? Wow. Yeah. So there's That's... a day for men celebrating women, women celebrating men, and then a and day the for the single people to eat food. <laughs> That's my kind of holiday. I know, right? <laughs> So actually, in Singapore, according to findings, they are amongst the biggest spenders on Valentine's Day, with 60% of Singaporeans... You made that up. That's not what they're called. That's what it says. <laughs> That's Singaporeans. what it said online. Indicating that they would spend 100 to $500 during the season leading up to the holiday. That's a lot. Is it yeah. a lot? Is it a lot though? I feel like I think hundred dollars like is okay. Once you hit like above that, I think it's a bit much. Nah, it's probably a bit much. But unless unless the, you really messed up like, that year, you're right. That's like buying a major Valentine's gift. Like you you buy like a like a multi hundred dollar Valentine's gift once every like what like five years, Ten or, years something. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And that's like, like I every guarantee year, you, I so won't be I spending it. another. I won't be taking us to Disney World again. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, you've you've got like at least twenty years until you spend Disney World money on Valentine's Day again. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um. So this one's actually kind of sad. So in Saudi Arabia, uh, they've made Valentine's oh. Day legal, and anyone who celebrates in public faces arrest. All right. So in Finland and Estonia, Valentine's Day is uh, translated to Friends Day. Uh, as the name indicates, this is a day more about remembering friends and not significant others. So it's more about friendship. I kind of love that. We need a day like That's that so here. That's so cute. It's called Galentine's. Yeah. It's only for us girls. <laughs> I know. I want, I want like a bros day. You know, what are they? Kind of Brosentines. Brosentines Day or something. Um, in Iran, um, there's a festival where people express love towards their mothers and wives, uh, and it's also a celebration of Earth in ancient per Persian culture. Um, even though now it has been progressively forgotten in favor of the Western celebration of Valentine's Day. So basically, the Westernization of Valentine's Day has, um, gone into a lot of cultures. There's a really big article on India and how... They, I, I couldn't, there was so long, I couldn't even, like, make it a brief summary because there's so much into it. But yeah. a lot of it is having problems of the westernization of Valentine's Day because they have their own cultures and stuff. But now that it's getting just brought into it and a lot of, they feel like their tradition is getting taken over by Western practices because telling you, freaking corporations. I'm telling you, white people ruin everything. That is all the information I have on kind of like what they do around the world. I do have one fun fact that I want to throw in there because I thought it was really cute. Mm-hmm. Over one-fourth of Americans buy Valentine's for their pets. Aww. In my 20.1 data, it also says Valentine's Day is currently a $27.5 billion industry. That, that's a lot. That's a lot of chocolates yes. and stuffed animals. And flowers. And flowers. Flowers are a terrible investment. I love flowers, so shut up. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for that outburst. I don't know where that came from. Good. Thank you. listening to us ramble about facts about valentine's day i had a great time yeah that was really fun that was really fun i hope you guys enjoy it i hope you guys have an amazing valentine's day and mm -hmm. you can love someone or love a friend or love yourself or love a pet hey uh also we're gonna post we're gonna post a lot of our sources on our uh you know in the description and um, and i think we're gonna post some of those vinegar valentines on our instagram too Follow us on Instagram at WUTD Podcast. We'll be posting those pictures. I really hope Vinegar Valentines come back. I I want to, I want to. Why can't they? I don't know. I think it would be super fun. People love roasts. <laughs> what the hell was that? Uh, okay. Have a great day, everyone. Listen to us and review. Listen. I love everyone. 
love love. <laughs> she really loves love. Okay. Bye. And goodbye. And scene. Thanks for listening to We Used to Date, featuring our creator Morgan and her ex, Daniel. We plan on putting out a lot more of these, and we'd love your feedback. You can email us at wutdpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.